All right. So everybody, thank you guys for joining in. I have the amazing lady um, called Yawa and I will go in, you know, I'll have her introduce herself um, in a couple of minutes. But um, how I met Yawa was I stalked her in Facebook. <laughs> That's what I always like to say. But truth to be told, I met her through um, my husband who introduced um, me to her through her Facebook page. And that's how I started um, stalking her. And then um, she came to Seattle and then I got the chance to meet her and we share uh, mutual friends and um, I got to talk to her and she's so, so amazing. She has so much wisdom um, and I'm so honored for her to be here um, to just talk to us about finding your purpose. I know this is a topic that I had struggled with. I still struggle with sometimes. Um, and so I'm sure a lot of you struggle with like finding your purpose and better yet what to do in terms of your life or your business, you know, wh whichever way it goes, finding something that's um, true, to, true to you and purposeful to you is sometimes a challenge. And hence why I brought her in. And so I'll let her, um, you know, tell us, share, I'll let her share her story as to um, her journey, um, how she started to, from where she started to now that she's an amazing entrepreneur. She's a TED speaker. Um, she is, oh gosh, there are so many, so many things that I can say about her, but I want you guys to hear her and hear her story. So yeah, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, hi, Christine, and thank you so much for having me. It's, it's really an honor and a privilege to be here. And, you know, I just want to say, knowing you has been such a delight. Um, you said that you first started to Facebook stalk me. Yes. But, you know, getting to know you in person has been uh, delightful, and I've learned a lot from you as well. And it's just such a pleasure to be here today to chat with some of your followers about finding purpose. Yes. So just to give you a little bit of background about me, uh, I have worn many hats at different times. I'm a wife, I'm a mother, mm -hmm. I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a speaker. Uh, but the cap that I feel like fits most comfortably is I'm a believer. Mm -hmm. I believe that God designed each and every one of us for success and we glorify God and he um, God is, is, is delighted when we fulfill purpose and when we find success. Yes. And I think that success and, and finding a purpose are so intertwined that, um, you know, for those of you who are believers and may be familiar with some scriptures, we uh, learn from the Bible that uh, God is happy when we are successful. Yes. In the New Testament, the Bible talks about um you know above all things god just wants us to prosper and be in good health and mm -hmm. you know as a believer as a christian i've really taken that to heart and it really informs a lot of my philosophy around finding purpose and making sure that you're living a life that's in alignment mm -hmm. with that purpose that you've been called to so um for today i thought it'd be interesting for us to first start off talking about what are some of the ways that you can discover what you were purposefully called to. Yes. So um, I know for a lot of people, especially, you know, when you're transitioning into adulthood, when you're done with the teen years, yes. that's usually a time when you're trying to figure out, hmm, who am I and why mm -hmm. am I here? And usually in that time frame, you know, this is often when people go off to college and one of the major decisions you have to make is what major will I pursue? Mm -hmm. What career path will I set myself up to follow, et cetera? 
Um, and I know not everyone is a Christian and not everyone believes what I believe. So I generally advise that you ask yourself a couple of questions. The first question is, what am I good at? Uh, that's a really simple question. What are the things that I'm pretty good at? Um, some people are really great hands on people. They're good with crafts. They're mm -hmm. good with um, anything having to do with, you know, handiwork. Yes that's an indication of something that might be useful to you that you can put to to work mm -hmm. as you you're journeying towards purpose sometimes um you also look at the areas another question you can ask is what am i curious about mm -hmm. uh for me before i launched the leading ladies network in 2009 if you ask anyone who knew me i was always curious about women's issues I didn't immediately start off focused on women's leadership event uh, as a as a topic. Uh, I was involved in HIV/AIDS peer education for women, uh, advocating for women to practice responsible sexual behavior. Mm -hmm. I was excited and would talk a lot about how I felt women were underrepresented in certain places, and I didn't really know, but it was just, I believe God was calling me first through the area of my curiosity. Mm. And if you look in the Bible and we look at the story of Moses, Moses was essentially called to purpose because of his curiosity. Yes. He was walking one day and sees a bush burning and he decides to turn aside and see what this is all about. Mm -hmm. And as he explored the path of his curiosity, that's when God officially called him. Yeah. So there, there's something to be said about the things that you're curious about. The third thing I think is, what do people around me say about me? Um, I have someone who I've been coaching for a while who said to me that since she was a young girl, probably three or four years old, everyone called her Madam Secretary. Like mm. she's such, she has a strong <laughs> administrative gift. She yes. can organize you. She has the ability to simplify complex issues. Mm. She's meticulous. She has this ability. And so part of what I believe you need to ask mm -hmm. when you're on the journey to discovering or unearthing your purpose is, you know, can I interrogate the people who know me the best mm. and figure out what are the things that they've picked up on? People have always said I'm a really good communicator, that I have a way of just communicating ideas in a way that helps people to understand it. And the more mm -hmm. that people told me that, the more I sought to develop the gift and join clubs like Toastmasters to really put some method to the original gift. Yes. And so what that does for you when you start asking these clarifying questions, it gives you the opportunity to make some strategic decisions about where you will invest your energy. Mm. So for example, if you, you notice that you're really good with your hands, can you start putting your hands to create some, uh, a line of crafts or, um, you know, things that might, you know, you might be able to develop into like a business or a job for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I would dare say that finding purpose, uh, is not an event it's it's a journey mm -hmm. and i think that there's something to be said about seasons of change on this journey of discovering a mm -hmm. purpose mm -hmm. so for example some of you might be at the stage where you're so dependent on other people for your survival so you mm -hmm. might be housed by parents who yeah. have an agenda for you yeah. and your parents will say everyone in this home or in this family um you know we're lawyers and so 
yeah, if you're deciding about school, we're paying for law school. Exactly. And therefore, you have no choice <laughs> in this matter. You are going to law school. Yeah. And you know what? I I come from the school of thought that that's okay. Mm-hmm. That, you know, there each of us can take winding paths and winding roads to end up at the same destination. Exactly. And I don't think that there's any such thing as useless knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you accumulate knowledge in one area, it might help you out in other areas, particularly for those who might be at the stage where they're in university and they're, you know, studying a major that they might not be totally interested in, but that's what they've got the funding to study right now. I think the the purpose of higher education really is to expand your thinking Mm -hmm. and to teach you how to think critically, no matter what the subject matter you're majoring in. And I think that it's useful to you know, in your free time, look at ways that you can continue to harness the the natural gifts that Mm -hmm. you have. Mm -hmm. So that even, you know, on long summer vacations or in between your study time, are there ways that you can invest some time to, you know, really build up the skill set that lines up with what you feel most called to? Now, um, I know it's, it's very Christian to use the word, uh, you know, I'm called to this, and I believe that God does call yeah. us to specific things. Yeah. And uh, but I also believe that sometimes I witness a double, a double-edged kind of effect of that. Mm-hmm. For example, um, there's a someone I've been coaching for a while, who, you know, she does not want to take one step or one uh, decision without quote unquote, hearing from God. Mm. And sometimes, you know, if you're waiting to hear two trumpet sounds, see an angel and hear a voice from heaven saying, hey, this is what you need to do. um, Sometimes you can stifle your ability to make meaningful progress or to grow. And I see a lot of people make those type of mistakes. Uh, And, you know, if I can borrow a verse uh, from the Bible in the New Testament. The Bible talks about Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that, you know, everywhere Jesus went, he went about doing good. Not necessarily, Mm -hmm. you know, there are some specific instances of scripture where the Bible says that Jesus had to go this way because God called him to do that. He needed to go and be tempted of the devil because the Holy Spirit called him into that wilderness. Mm -hmm. But in between that, wherever he went, he just did good. Exactly. such a powerful strategy for us to use that sometimes you find yourself stumbling into your purpose because you ask yourself the question, Mm -hmm. where I am now, what good can I do Do. with the gifts that I have, the people that I know, the networks that I belong to, and all of the bits of knowledge that I've accumulated along the way that um, it delivers you or, or, or helps you avoid the mistake of over-spiritualizing your path to progress. I like that. I like that. And, and, and these three points are not only just for in this life in general, as, as Yala was saying, even in terms of your business, if you're trying to figure out like, what are you trying to do, you know, in, in terms of starting a business, you know, asking yourself, what are you good at? And then going in and saying, what are, what are you curious about? You know, what's been in your, in your mind or has been, you know, maybe it's a passion that you have that you don't even know exists. 
right. yeah and then you're like hmm, you know maybe i could actually turn this into a business and, and you know surround and i would add one caveat yes uh, christine yes that when it comes to business there is a bit of some science that needs yes. to go into it as well that i'm passionate about this i'm curious about it but nobody wants to buy it that there exactly. are a lot of you know there are a lot of passionate people yes who are in businesses that are filing bankruptcy yes so i think you know i i i there's something i love to say and it's something one of my mentors taught me mm -hmm. he said you know passion is good but strategy is better exactly exactly passion is exactly. great passion gets you motivated it wakes you up mm -hmm. in the morning it keeps you going when times get difficult but strategy a clear strategy where you identify yes. uh, you know what is the market moving towards right now uh, what type of market share is this product suited to exactly uh, how do i find and carve out a niche for myself yeah and how do I differentiate myself from competing from, brands exactly. or products yep. or services? Yeah. Because without that bit of science, you can have the passion, you can be curious, mm -hmm. you can, you know, True. but you can still, you know, make a, 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 a big miscalculation yes. if you're not careful. Yes. I know I've, I've made that mistake a couple a number of times. I've been passionate right. about something and then um, I would say, hey, maybe I'll turn this into a business and then I'll go into it. But of course, this, the strategy was there. However, it was not like I really didn't do my, there was that science of making sure that this product is viable, that um, it's what the market needs and, 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 you know, how can I, you know, niche it down and all that wonderful stuff. It just didn't work out. And, and I think sometimes it's okay to, for something not to work out. It means maybe try to find a different way to come about it. You know, it could be really, it's really more about research, but, but finding different ways to, to make it happen is what matters. It's taking the action, I guess, should I say, you know. Yeah, that's a really great point. Yeah. And one another point that I would add to that, Christine, is that it's very useful to hold yourself accountable to mm -hmm. other people. Yes. Uh, so I've always maintained that if you're the only let me let me put it this way if you're the most impressive person mm. in your group of friends mm. you are in the wrong group mm. you need people who aren't impressed by the success that you've already had exactly who are pulling you to think bigger think yes. differently um think of ways to expand your yes. thinking uh i think mentors and coaches play a really strategic role exactly. when you've identified you know this is the general area that i think i'd like to head to mm -hmm. who are the people that you can take on that journey with you yeah uh one of the great things that is useful to to do is to i, I usually give my mentees a three-point strategy i say ask for help mm -hmm. pray for help but also pay for help, P-A-Y. I like that. <laughs> that oftentimes that. <laughs> we want people to invest significant energy and just show us the way, yes. but we don't want to pay for their time and their sweat. Yes, exactly. Um, that when you know that this is the area of your calling yeah. and you know that this is the area that you want to you know, do business in or spend some time to create an empire out of, yes. then there, there will be some time investments that you'll, you'll require of other people exactly uh, it may be as simple as purchasing the time of other people yes. by employing them yeah or hiring consultants or people who can 
um, you know, find business or bring you contracts so that mm -hmm. you're focusing on the things that only you can uniquely do. Exactly. But the mistake that we often make as entrepreneurs is we want to do everything. Yeah. We don't want to spend a penny. And then, you know, it, it, I encourage you to think not only in terms of payment with money, but are there services you can barter? Yes, exactly. Are there ways to, I remember a few years ago um, when I was having a baby, I was able to come into an agreement with uh, someone to say, look, my organization is not at a place where we can pay you a decent salary right mm -hmm. now, but if you would give me six months of your time, mm -hmm. these are the three things that I could do to pay you back. And we cut a deal. Money did not exchange hands, but she was my fill-in to give me time to go have my baby and come back. Mm. Uh, and then there were three distinct things that I was able to help her do. Yeah. So I think part of what you need to do when you discover your purpose is to discover also what value can you create to incentivize yes. other people to yeah. join you on this journey. All right. Sometimes you might be at the stage where you don't even know where your purpose is yet. Yep. Can you incentivize other people to help you discover it? Um, volunteering is a great way to discover what you like or what you don't like. Yes. Taking on unpaid internships. Mm -hmm. When I was younger, I was convinced that I wanted to be an investment banker. Mm. But after doing an internship in investment banking, yeah. I discovered that that was not no. for me. <laughs> so that was an easy way to cut out, you know, years of regret if I had yeah. gone into it by just doing this unpaid time with an existing organization working under a great boss who I still know today, yeah. but realize that this is not it's the industry that really, um, you know, utilizes my skills the best way. Yeah. So note that there will be some trial and error. Mm -hmm. The path to discovering purpose is usually very messy yeah. and it's usually filled with, wait a minute, some disorienting times yes. where you wonder, did I go? Did I come back? Like, yeah. what, what just happened here? However, that's why thought partners, coaches, mm -hmm. mentors are very useful to you in this journey. Someone who can sit you down and say, you know what? Actually, I've known you long enough to know that you are under utilizing the gifts that you have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone who, you know, I've had the benefit of mentors who have been tremendous influences on my life, mm -hmm. but it has cost me to invest in those relationships. One of my mentors, uh, our deal is that we meet every quarter and, you know, she chooses the restaurant, I pay the bill. Um, she doesn't need my money, so she's not asking me to pay her. Exactly. But I'm offering that I value your counsel so exactly. much. I value the time that you give me so much that this is the way I would like to compensate you. Um, sometimes like it means paying someone to actually consult on your project. Yes. Uh, maybe, you know, you need to put together some really swanky proposals to shop out to different potential clients. Yeah. And you don't have that gift and maybe someone else does. Exactly. And I know now that, you know, technology has kind of made it easier for you to connect with people. Mm -hmm. You know, they're different. I do know that there are different websites where you can, you know, um, hire people to do short term yes work for you work, yeah so it's not as costly as taking in someone full-time yeah but you know there it, there's an important place for understanding your value mm -hmm. and then being willing to trade value, trade value in exchange for some of the things that you need yeah because although and i'm gonna 
you know, give you another Bible reference because there's no other book I know better. You see in the story of David that David was anointed king. Mm -hmm. He had the horn of oil poured over his head, but that's mm -hmm. not all he needed to become king. Mm -hmm. He, his pathway to the, the king's palace mm -hmm. was accelerated was accelerated by his connection to a guy named Jonathan. Mm -hmm. Jonathan knew everything there was to know about kingship. Mm -hmm. He was the son of a king. He could teach David all of the ways of the palace. He could yes. help him become a refined gentleman that yeah. he needed to be. Because up until that time, David was a shepherd boy. Mm -hmm. All he knew was sheep. Was sheep yeah. And he probably didn't look that great or smell that good, but he needed someone to help him understand that. Mm -hmm. So likewise, once you identify the area that you were called to, identify the people who will be your door openers, will be your counselors, will be the people who will help you understand you know, when you're going astray or the people who will call you out. And I know a lot of us don't really like to be told things that are unsavory, mm -hmm. but, you know, criticism and feedback are true gifts. Yes. And I value the people who, although it's painful to be told that, you know, yeah, well, that's, that's not cool. What you yeah. did there, you know, um, but being surrounded by people who call you out is one of the most powerful gifts you can give yourself. I absolutely love that. I love that. Um, I'm guilty as on that as well. I know sometimes, you know, I hate it. My biggest, I, I always say my big, biggest critic is my husband and he has always been right. <laughs> you heard this Emmanuel for the first time. You're right. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I always listen to him because I feel like, um, you know, just be, not, not, not just because we're partners in life, but, you know, whenever I come up with something in terms of just life and business and not understanding what I want to do, he always, you know, says, you know, calls me out. He's like, hey, you know, you, that's not you. Don't do this. Or that's you. Do this. Or this is how you need to do. So in, so in turn, I do appreciate um, having someone to mentor you. And you also as well, you know, I've always I've asked you for some for some help in some times. And you've always come in and said, you know, this is what you need to do. This is, you know, you're not, you need to stop thinking this way because I think for me it's just mindset is the biggest issue and so I'm so grateful for you <laughs> and all the <laughs> wonderful you. people who are my mentors and mentoring me thank you everybody <laughs> so, so how do you keep yourself motivated as you are trying to accomplish your purpose well you said a really powerful word a few seconds ago Christine the word is mindset yes that I think the biggest way that you you fail is by allowing unprofitable thinking to to seep into your life and what does unprofitable thinking look like it's negative it's focused on the problem um it's i'm a failure when one thing goes wrong i knew it i knew it wasn't gonna work mm. your mouth is one of the powerful the most powerful yes. tools you have to your success and I, you know, I found this one of the more powerful things that I do, mm -hmm. that there is a correlation, I find, between mm -hmm. your spiritual belief systems um, and mm -hmm. your physical reality. That unless you're willing to leverage your beliefs into 
you know, what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. I don't think your faith really is real. So I have daily confessions. You know, when I find that my mind is getting a bit off, you know, I'm very selective, number one, about the things that I watch. Mm, Um, I want my mind to be filled. You know, there's a scripture in the New Testament that says, whatever is pure, whatever is honorable, whatever is worthy of repute, think about those things. God knew that he had wired us to move in the direction of our most dominant thoughts. Yes. So if your dominant thoughts are negative of a, or are of death and failure and disease and, you know, who's doing this or doing that yeah. against you, then you will start to produce what you keep in front of you. Exactly. It's a spiritual principle. Yeah. So I think it first starts off within you that you need to dose yourself on a regular basis, three times a day, if you can. Yes. Just lock yourself in a quiet place and remind yourself who you are. I tend to write it out and read it to myself because not every day do you feel motivated. Yes. And then you read it to yourself and you remind yourself about who you are. Mm -hmm. And I like to use Bible scriptures because I recognize the Bible as truth. Yeah. For you, it could be something else, like just a positive saying. Yeah. But it's powerful for me to wake up and just say positive things to myself based on the word of God. That Lord, I thank you that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. I thank you that because of me, you neither slumber nor sleep. I thank you for the gift Mm. of your spirit that's teaching me the right things to do. I thank you for your word in Psalm 23 that teaches me that all of my steps are ordered by you if I allow you to be my shepherd. So Lord, I refuse to allow any thought that's not sanctioned by you to dwell in my mind. I am your righteousness. I, it is well with me. I know what to do. I'm never confused. I am not alone. I can do this. And you give yourself a pep talk. Exactly. Because the Bible says that David, one of his success strategies as king, was he constantly encouraged himself in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that got him through a lot. It got him through Saul wanting to kill him. It got him through, you know, wars and trials and temptations. He had very frustrating and very low moments. And I'm sure that each of us can identify that on this journey, we've had times where we felt, you know, God, are you really with me? (laughs) Are you really calling me to do this? Or can I really do it? Um, But you've got to remind yourself that, you know, I have to keep my mind on the perspective that I am well able to, to take this land. Yeah. That when yeah. the children of Israel sent out the spies, majority of them came back with a negative report. Yes. Saying, you know, yeah, the, it's a good land and God says he wants to give it to us, but there are giants in those lands. Yeah. And, you know, compared to those giants, we are grasshoppers. Mm. And you've got to understand that comparison is such a thief of joy. joy exactly. Comparison is one of the worst things you can do. In the book of, I think it's 1 Thessalonians, in the New Testament, in the Bible, you know, the scripture says, you know, comparing themselves among themselves, they are not wise. It's not wise to compare yourself to someone else. Yeah. It's not wise to compare your marriage to someone else's yeah. marriage, your life to someone else's yeah. life, your business to someone else's business. Yeah. And even though I've talked about the importance of mentors and counselors, you know, sometimes I believe God brings you to certain decision points where you have to hear for yourself and decide for yourself. Yes. Um, and it's usually in those low moments when it seems like no one gets you and no one understands exactly what you're up to. 
um, that you have to keep yourself motivated. And it really starts in the mind that you've got to continue saying it until you believe it, until it becomes your, your record that's playing over and over and over because there's just so much negativity in the world. Yes. There's so many things that keep your mind kind of, you know, worried and complex uh, uh, and and brooding over all of these negative complexities all the time. Yeah. That you need to carve out time to think positively. That if you, you know, it changes your entire orientation when you begin to think that way. I I totally agree with you. And I remember I had spoken to you about this a couple of, you know, months back that mindset for me has been like the biggest struggle that I've been struggling with for the longest time and changing that mindset from, you know, from all these negative thoughts that, you know, kept, you know, getting into my head and really understanding that it starts with me, you know, if, um, so what if so-and-so said this, you know, it, they said it, it's done, you know, keep it moving. But at the same time, you need to, I needed to rather, um, really, um, give myself that pep talk, as as you said, you know, I, you know, give myself that pep talk and those affirmations that you sent me, they've been working. I'm working on them. Good. <laughs> yes, for anyone who's listening who wants those affirmations, you know, I, like I said, for me, the Bible is, is my truth. And so I, you know, drew out a lot of these yes. confessions from scripture. And if anybody wants that, please share that with them, Christine. Yes, because again, I definitely it's a great guide to help you to align your thinking yes. with what, what the truth of God's word is. Yes. And and I've also found that um, finding time to write things down. So essentially journaling has also been very, very helpful in terms of trying to motivate me, you know, to accomplish, you know, what I need to do or to accomplish my goals and my visions and all that wonderful stuff in life. Because I feel like um, well, for me, rather, writing things down always come, they happen. <laughs> they always yeah. happen. They always happen. There's just such a power in writing yes. things down. And, you know, I believe it has scriptural and spiritual roots as well. Exactly. We see in the Bible, in the book of Habakkuk, I think it's chapter two, the Bible says, write the vision, yes. make it plain, yes. so that everyone who sees it can run it thereby, can, can run by it. Can run by um, it. And where there's no vision, people perish. People, yes. I don't think it necessarily means that people die, but people kind of circle around the same issues exactly. and circle around the same, you know, and they, they're, there is a stagnation that happens yes. when you don't quite give in, give yourself to finding and fulfilling your purpose, your purpose. in life. Yep. I so agree with that. So how do we, how do we, how does someone leverage, you know, their spiritual belief systems to accomplish their vision? Well, I talked about the power of daily confession Mm -hmm. or regular confession, Mm -hmm. you know, because for some of us, it it needs to be in every dull waking hour uh, that we're just, we have this soundtrack. I mean, for example, I can tell you the past month, um, I've been meditating on this scripture Mm -hmm. and um, I, I don't, I can't quote it right now, but this scripture says that we are not like those who are slothful, mm-hmm. but we are those who imitate those um, who through faith and promise, faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Mm-hmm. And so I've taken that scripture and made it into a daily confession. Yeah. And I, you know, in my, when I'm taking a walk or, you know, doing something that doesn't require a hundred percent complete attention, I just say that to myself that I am not slothful, I am not weak, 
I inherit every promise of God, everything that God says I have, I have, that I am not slothful, I am not weak, I inherit the promise of God through faith and patience. I have faith, I have patience, and I inherit the promise of God. So I've taken that scripture mm. from my belief system. Yes. And I've translated it into a daily confession. Yes. Then I also spend time in meditation mm. and just speak out the thing I want to see. So for example, you know, I try and visualize what I want that end to look like. I have mm -hmm. a vision board that has a photo of me, um, you know, receiving a, a, an award for something. And so in my meditative moments, I visualize myself, how will I feel on that date when I receive that award? Yeah. How will I, you know, want my organization or my work to be spoken of? Mm -hmm. And those things help me. It invigorates me, number one, mm -hmm. but it also gives me a mental picture to start working towards. Yes. Because although we speak in words, I think that a lot of us think or in pictures. Yes. And so surrounding yourself of a picture of what your intended future looks like mm -hmm. is one of the more powerful things that you can do for yourself. So for example, if someone's already attained the position you're looking for mm -hmm. or the award you want to one day receive, you know, in, in my, on my vision board, I have a cutout, you know, of somebody else's body, but of my face, I cut yeah. my face out and put it on their body <laughs> yes. and said, you know, and it guides my prayers yes. so that when, you know, I, I look at that and I said, you know, God, I thank you that Lord, you're making my life so relevant mm. that one day I will receive this award. Mm -hmm. I thank you that this is what people will say of me. And I thank yeah. you that you will help me live a life of integrity and help me to be effective that i don't want to expend energy wastefully that i want to be spot on and in tune and in step so i leverage my spiritual belief system by translating that into what i say about myself mm -hmm. and what i meditate on yeah. on a regular yeah. basis and i think that that's a powerful thing to do that, then yeah. the other portion is mm -hmm. i just take some wisdom straight from the word of God. Yeah. Like in the book of Proverbs, I think the Bible says, where there's a multitude of counsel, there's safety. So I do a lot of consulting before I take a step. Mm. I, you know, I try to say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Do you know somebody who knows somebody or are you somebody who can help me understand yes. what it takes? Yeah. And I'm taking better decisions because yeah. I'm just taking, leveraging what my spiritual belief system says that exactly. where there's a multitude of counsel, there's safety. And I make mm. better decisions because I'm seeking a multitude of counsel. Exactly. So, you know, for me, one of the more powerful things that you can do is to leverage, you know, your, your beliefs mm -hmm. and translate it into some tangible practices. Mm. Um, I pray regularly about my business. I also ask that God will help me to um, have a spirit of discernment. Um, I talk, you know, uh, there, you, you know that I teach Bible yes. as well. Uh, one of my favorite lessons to draw on when I'm talking about negotiations mm -hmm. is I have a confession. Every negotiation I enter is in my favor in mm -hmm. Jesus name. I just say it, it's my daily confession, yes. but I base that on my spiritual belief system and it's exactly. rooted in the story of Rahab the prostitute in the Bible who, you know, the disciples needed a place to hide because yeah. they were 
they were under attack or yeah. under siege. And they go to this woman and say, you know, hide us. And she, before she offers her services, mm -hmm. she negotiates yeah. a, a reward. Yes. And so there's something to be said um, about negotiation and the power of it. But also for me, it helped knowing that negotiation has a spiritual root. Mm -hmm. And so it's helped me to stop feeling bad about asking for what I'm worth. Mm -hmm. A lot of us struggle yes. to ask for what we're worth. Exactly. But this biblical story helped me to get over that, to say, yeah. hey, Father, I thank you that like Rahab, I bid and ask for favorable terms yes. and I receive them and help me to understand how to negotiate for what I'm worth. Uh, we see this in the story of David, a lesser known detail about mm -hmm. his killing of Goliath mm -hmm. is that before he went to kill Goliath, mm -hmm. he asked the king, what shall be done for the guy who will, who will kill mm -hmm. Goliath? He didn't just get up and go <laughs> and, and go. solve the problem. Yes. And so some of us need to have that mindset shift yes. that it's not unchristian or uncool to talk about money or to yes. ask to be compensated for the value you create, create for other people. Exactly. It exactly. actually has spiritual roots. And so I, for me, I've seen so much transformation in how I do business or in how I do my work by leveraging these spiritual truths and translating them into tangible practices. I negotiate better because I know essentially it's a spiritual principle exactly. it's how you become a partner with god in your own advancement and mm -hmm. your own uh, success mm -hmm. and that at the end of the day there's a wisdom that i believe that that can come to you from a spiritual source yeah that gives you the edge when you're doing business in this physical world yeah yeah i i totally agree with you on that um let me let me ask you this question for those who don't know what a vision board is or how to go about you know creating a vision board that's you know true and authentic to them how would you how would you tell them to go about doing that well a vision board really is just a reminder for you of what your top goals are mm. the vision that you have for your life so on my vision board i wish i had it i'm doing some moving around so i've packed up the room that I'm in right now, no and I'd way. hate to steal time away from this call. But maybe that's something we can do on another call. Yes, because when definitely. I teach, you know, I have this event that I run annually called the Executive Strategy Retreat. Yes. And a big part of that retreat is creating a vision yes. board. Because look, you can have pieces of paper written um, up, you know, filled with all your plans, mm -hmm. but pictures have a very, very yes. powerful effect on our subconscious. Yes. And so for me, it's just a simple card. Um, it's just a simple cork board mm -hmm. where I've pinned up different, you know, I put the logos of different companies that I want to work with this year mm -hmm. with my consulting business. Yes. Um, I've placed a picture of me at my ideal weight yes. <laughs> as a motivation for those late night meals. Like, yeah. you know, I can look up at that vision board and, and you know, advise myself that, wait, hold up, yeah. you know, let's get back to this weight. Yes. Um, there's a picture of me receiving a, a, an award that I talked about earlier. Yes. There's uh, pictures of my family. Um, so all of the areas that I have major goals, mm. which right now are my spiritual goals, my personal life goals, and my professional goals. Yeah. I have a general picture that encapsulate everything I've written down. Mm. Okay. Um, I have a picture of certain world leaders that I admire the most. Mm. 
to kind of keep me motivated yeah. that, you know, this is the attributes of my life that I want to grow in over the next 12 months. Yeah. And so for me, the vision board, hanging it up in a place where you'll see it on a regular basis. And then just, you know, for me, sometimes it's as simple as just laying hands on the board and saying, Lord, I thank you that all of my dreams and goals mm -hmm. are under your care. I open myself up to receive the wisdom to know how to go about them. Mm. Uh, I thank you that I will have what I say and what I see, that this will show up in my life one day. And and it's just part, I think the vision board is, is more of the practical yes. manifestation exactly. of what you're seeing on the inside. Yeah. And so typically when I'm walking people through a vision board session, we have magazines and pictures mm. and photos and you, you just want to pick out the best that exactly. represent where it is you're running to. Yeah. And I know when we talk about vision, um, each of us have different things, multiple things that we want to achieve all yes. at once. Yeah. And I think it's important to include here that, you know, life is about seasons. There are seasons of our lives. You know, I'm in a specific season right now, and you know this more than yes. perhaps those listening, Christine, that I, you know, recently had a baby. We're dealing with some medical challenges. So I'm less mobile or inclined to move around and travel, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, away from, from the family at this yeah. point. Um, so my priorities have shifted, but my major goals remain the same. Mm -hmm. So then what happens is that when you're in a new season, mm -hmm. you understand, you start to, to readjust and to, yeah. Uh -oh. still make some progress. Um, and for, for me, you know, yeah. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. It had cut for like a little second. And then okay, I saw that too. Okay. <laughs> but in, in whatever yeah. season you're in, you may need to make some adjustments and that's perfectly mm -hmm. normal as well. The vision yeah. board um, is just a reminder of what the end goal is yes. uh, or the end destination is. But the journey can have multiple shifts and pauses and halts and turns and you shouldn't be surprised by that. Yes. Oh, I, I, I actually love that. I'm working... My vision board is over here. There's really nothing on it. <laughs> oh, really? There's <laughs> like maybe three things on it. I'm trying to really work on it. And and, and I guess for me is to, it's rather finding time to actually sit and make it happen. Cause I feel like um, I'm with you, I'm, I'm a visual person. And so I, I tend to think in, in, in images more than I do in words. And right. um, I've been, I've always wanted to do a vision board, but I've never had, like, at first I never understood the impact that it would make if I were to do it, um, rather than just sitting down and writing down my goals that I want for 2018. Um, and so after doing like a little, not research, but rather more of, you know, seeing the impact it's had, had on my friends and um, my business friends and, and, and everybody who's done it, I'm like, hmm, I think this, this would actually be a good idea to do, you know, to, and I like the way you broke it down into like personal life, professional life. And um, what was the other one again? <laughs> what? what? Personal was the other life, professional, professional life, and then spiritual, spiritual for me. Yes. Those are the yes. three areas yes. that I've chosen yes. what my goals will be. Yeah. And like one of my major spiritual goals is to leverage technology to mentor yes. people. Um, and so, you know, that's been a journey that I've been on yeah. as well. And I started, you know, my God's Girls kind of executive coaching yeah. program 
teaching how to leverage your spiritual belief systems into practical realities because i do think that there's a bit of a an imbalance Mm -hmm. for a lot of christian women at least where we are on either extremes one where i'm just waiting on god God, and god needs to come down from heaven and do this stuff yeah and then to another place where there's no reliance or involvement on god at all to try and bring people to a place where they can see that you know this is the area of my personal responsibility and this is how i can you know use the word of god the wisdom that is in the word Mm -hmm. um and the community of faith to move you know towards the things that god has called me to do so i'm really passionate about that so that's why on my vision board i've got that spiritual goal as well um in addition to my own kind of enrichment and edification uh i want to do this for other people because i believe that a lot of people struggle with what to pray um Mm -hmm. you know how to leverage confession and, and meditation to move themselves forward so i've created an audio um i have a few audio prayers that i share with those that i've been coaching just to help them you know sometimes you just need someone to start you off yeah and i have a practice where when i'm praying sometimes i just record the prayers because there are times when we feel spiritually weak yes when we feel like you know i can't pray and in those moments i just play the prayers that i recorded earlier yeah and then just pray along with it yeah um in addition to just you know I think it's one of the ways that you can easily edify yourself. So I just really want people to understand that being a person of faith may not seem hip and modern, but there is a contemporary place for leveraging your spiritual beliefs in the ordinary. I believe that God is a God who, you know, cares about every minute detail of our lives. And there's nothing, you know, too big or too small to involve our faith in helping us exactly. to accomplish. Exactly. So how do how can people, um, for those who are interested, join the God's Girl? Um, is, is there a link they can, you know, apply and all that wonderful stuff that we can share with them? They can send me a message to my inbox because oh. this is the first year that I'm doing the private coaching. Yes. I'm deliberately keeping it really small right yes. now. Um, so they can send me a, a note uh, to my inbox on Facebook and I will send them a link to fill out the form. And then, um, you know, we'll, we'll continue the conversation from there. And then we did recently start a Facebook page for God's girls so they can kind of click the link and like it and, and follow it so that they can stay informed about, you know, any events and other opportunities that are coming up. But again, you know, just, and you can follow my personal page, um, on Facebook, that's usually where I share insights and yes. wisdom. Um, and you know, you can keep up with what's happening in my life as well. Okay, I'll, I'll definitely put in the links um, after we're done with um, with this session. I'll put in the links on there. Sounds for good. Every, yeah, for everybody to go and follow Yawa. Guys, please, I'm, I'm, I'm not even gonna ask, but I'm just gonna say that she is amazing. Um, she has so much knowledge. I mean, just just her speaking, I feel like I'm with, oh gosh, Oprah. (laughs) You're too kind. (laughs) So I would definitely recommend to, um, you know, follow her. And um, is there any other program or um, consulting that you would like to share that, you know, besides the God's Girl, is there other way people can work with you and, you know, stuff like that? Uh, Right now, it's God's Girls that I'm focused on. So, but once they start following and 
uh, me on Facebook, they'll stay up to date with what's current. With what's current. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Sounds good. I hear my salon people are here and they're already making noise. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just want, Yao, I want to say thank you so much for hopping in on this live with me. I appreciate you. Um, and for everyone who joined, I thank you as well. Thank you guys for joining us. Do share this out with your friends, your family. And if you have any questions about whether it whether it's finding your purpose, whether it's negotiations, whether it's business strategy, Yawa is the person to talk to. Um, PM her, meaning private message her on Facebook and follow her on her social media platforms and her website as well and keep up to date as to what she's doing. Thank you so much, Yawa. Thank you. Thank you for having me.